Hey, I just wanted to give a couple quick disclaimers uh, at the beginning of this episode. First of all, this was recorded two and a half weeks ago, right after the May 30th uprising in Salt Lake City. Uh, since then, protests have continued uh, constantly. Um, we've had many big marches, many meetings, which has uh, kept me away from uh, being able to edit and publish this episode. Um, also, protests in Southern California are disrupting UPS um, volume and a lot of that volume is being diverted back to us at Salt Lake. So I'm working crazy hours right now. Um, and we just have a lot on our plates. Um, so there's been many major developments in the movement since this came out. There's been the establishment of an autonomous, autonomous zone in Seattle. Um, the announcement of, uh, the indictment of four officers in Minneapolis and the disbandment of their police department. Um, a uh, very militant uprising in Louisville, um, the possibility of ongoing lynchings of black people across the U.S. Um, so that's why none of that is in here, because uh, things are moving very fast, and uh, two and a half weeks ago seems like uh, two and a half years. Um, a couple of other things. I put clips in this episode of our live streams at the protest. Um, so some of those include car horns and sirens. So um, take note of that if you're listening to this in a car. Um, those come in around the 12 to 15 minute mark and then between 40 and uh, 40 minutes and one hour. Um, some of those clips at the end have people in distress, people in pain who have been shot by uh, police projectiles. Um, so listen at your own discretion there. And one last thing I wanted to say was that after we recorded this, I realized it could come off as somewhat narcissistic or self-centered in that we are just talking about ourselves here. Um, but um, we should have framed that at the beginning, that we we're just talking about our own experiences of the day. There were many thousands of perspectives there, um, and ours are far from the most important one. But we do have a unique vantage point in um, having taken part in the planning of the day's initial events. So that's all I wanted to say. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Approximate Knowledge. It's May 31st, 2020. Um, I don't know what to say. We we witnessed an uprising in Salt Lake City yesterday. Um, And that's the only thing we can really talk about right now. The town of the Mormons. I had another episode planned for this week. I was doing research the whole week and uh, I was excited about it. and we were going to record it before this, uh, but then, uh, yeah, we 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 are not doing that. Witnessed an uprising yesterday, and uh, that kind of consumed the whole day. And I think we're all still absolutely exhausted from uh, the day we had. But <laughs> guys, I was trying to find a number of people like uh the number of people that were out for this protest yesterday and I cannot find a number. <laughs> it said that there were about a thousand people who went to the protest in Ogden. Uh and I guess they there are just no real estimates yet yeah. for Salt Lake City. I we, think we should start with the plan. Yeah. So we've worked with pol- Utah Against Police Brutality since it was founded uh, six years ago. And um, we've we've done, I mean, we, we, we've consistently done rallies 
and events and panels and uh, and we've had really large rallies protests yeah but it's been a while since we've had a very large one but we've had rallies that number in the hundreds we've we've had we've had pretty good attendance at a lot of events but um we haven't seen numbers like this since 2014 right and nothing like the events that unfolded yesterday um i think ever in the like in salt lake city's history pretty much from what i've heard yeah definitely i mean well i mean i i guess i should know my my local history better like i know there was mine wars there was like a lot of labor battles i've seen pictures of of, uh, strikes and stuff that i knew included like a lot of physical confrontation but uh um, like I don't know something on this scale. <laughs> I'm su- certainly, it's no, it's been a while if anything <laughs> like this has happened. It's been a century. Um, but it's, uh, of course, not the only city it's happening to. It started in Minneapolis where George Floyd was killed. Um, but Well, uh, yeah. And uh, the National Alliance Against Racial and Political Repression, uh, which... Chicago has the largest and most active chapter. It was actually started in the 70s, uh, and Chicago's maintains uh, a chapter throughout that time. There used to be a lot more, and they all kind of like uh, just as act like activism dwindled through the 80s and 90s. They all just kind of closed their doors and stopped operating. But they called for a National Day of Action on the 30th uh, for the release of prisoners um, during a time of COVID, for justice for police um, victims, for justice of police torture, for uh, community control of the police. So, like, they called for a day of action on Saturday, like, a month ago. Um, And then... Here in Salt Lake, we were like, ah, COVID is happening. Things are tough. Should we actually, like, do we have the capacity to organize this event or not? We're just forming a chapter of the National Alliance Against Racial and Political Repression in Salt Lake City right now. Um, We're working with a bunch of people on that. And so we're like, "Uh, do we, can we do that yet? So we kind of brushed it off and made excuses but then George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis on video, and uh, the nation was outraged. So we decided we needed to do something. And I think it was Tuesday Tuesday night, we put together a plan for a car caravan so that we would follow social distancing guidelines, try to keep as many people safe as possible for like people are in their cars. Um, we've seen other cities do car caravans that have been pretty successful, but all prior to George Floyd. Uh, and then uh, we, I mean, like, it was so last minute, we were like, maybe we'll get 50 cars out. That would be cool. And we'll go around downtown. That's exactly what I was expecting. And Thursday. At most. <laughs> Thursday. Just, I mean, because we've been doing this a long time. And yeah. we do a lot of rallies. Yeah. And there are times when the movement is at a height and um, we can bring out tons of people and there's movement. There's the moments when it's at an ebb and yeah, uh, we just know we can re- expect the regulars. Yeah. Um, 
Um, and I mean, it was so last minute and it was, but it felt so important. Like, we, okay, we need to participate in this day of action and we need to like show solidarity with, um, with Minneapolis and what happened with George Floyd. And uh, we need to demand justice for him. And then also we had a shooting. Um, a young man was shot in Salt Lake last week, Bernardo, who uh, we want to organize um, around and support his case and demand justice. He was shot running away. He right? was shot running away and reports say 30 times, up to 30 times. Um, enough that one of the officers reloaded and then, like, emptied her rounds again. She shot him, like, reloaded and shot him some more. Uh, so it was really tragic, horrible, uh, and it has impacted the community quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, so we just were like, okay, we got to do something. We're going to put this event up. Hopefully we get some people out. Hopefully we get like a pretty good, uh, caravan going around downtown. We can make some noise. We can, um, demand justice. We can be, uh, show solidarity and do our thing. And then Thursday, the event just blew up. And, uh, I think I was telling Nick, like, uh, like 6 p.m. there were like I was like oh my gosh there are like 700 people say they're going and like 1.7 thousand people say that they're interested or going you know on Facebook and so also with Facebook we expect like you know half of those who say that they're actually going to like show up yeah. for a lot of events especially these like rallies and things yeah we know that it you, overestimates. You, no, yeah, you, you make up <laughs> rules like that um, because yeah. you know, you're used to the, like the regular routine of rallies, but like that rule doesn't always hold true when your event blows up overnight, and then it can be an undercount. I think it was like two hours later. I looked at the numbers again and was like, "Fuck!" Like it's jumped to two point seven thousand interested, and like more than a thousand going, and that's when I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So we had meetings there. Into the night on Friday, trying to just pull all of our resources, all of our capacities to try to make it work, to make contingency plans, to like think about safety uh, for accessibility issues. And then also for people who don't have vehicles, um, we had a lot of questions about people on foot and we decided to go ahead with being on foot if we could. Um, if people wore masks and we could like maintain social distancing as much as possible and encourage people to be safe. But then, uh, yeah, we just, uh, we did not know what to expect Saturday morning. We were nervous. <laughs> we, we, I think we were meeting until like one in the morning on Friday night trying according, to make things work. According to Facebook, it says that 1.4 thousand went and 2.5 thousand were interested and 780 shares wow so and i know that there are people who did not mark going who were there i mean there were thousands of people i don't know i think that's why they don't have a count i think because of the events of the day and the way they were being reported um and it ended up being like waves of people coming in who might not even have um heard about it and people who came and left event. and came back like one girl I talked to, she said that she was just go like getting a ride home from work with her boyfriend and like made him stop and just like drop her off and she just spontaneously joined and then she was like helping like chants and stuff and she was like, I wanna do organizing. 
<laughs> it was that's awesome. It was great. I got her contact info, but like, uh. <laughs> There are lots of people who just showed up. They didn't even know about it beforehand. And, uh, but you couldn't ignore what was happening downtown. We pretty much stopped traffic. We knew we had a major problem just, uh, in the morning as cars were parking. We filled up more than four, par- like four parking lots, um, with cars. Yeah. I, uh, well, Aaron took that job first of, uh, directing cars to parking. And yeah. I jumped in later and, uh, um. Yeah, we, you know, we had an idea of fifty cars. So yeah. Like this would have like very much accommodated that. Yeah. Um. But then like we, um, we knew it was going to be big the night before. We just didn't like have a contingency plan for that. Really. Well, and, we extended our route a few blocks. We made yeah. it larger. We we just... kept trying to adapt. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we th- there was this double de- decker parking. Yeah. Uh, structure which we were not asking permission from and they had signs warning <laughs> about permits but fuck it we, yeah, it's people, we gotta have I mean, some place to assemble people um, kept asking they were like am i allowed to park here i'm like you are today I'm, like, I'm not promising you anything uh just stay in your car like we're just meeting here and then we're gonna be out of here um <laughs> And so I thought we were going to be in one of the lead cars in that, but then like, and then they kept I, getting uh, out too. I ran off with the keys, and the whole thing got started. And the well, the so we, this the we we filled up this whole parking structure. I was like counting the spaces and trying to only allow people in that uh, that could make it in. But pretty soon, like we were going like into the next parking lot. Um, that I don't know if it was owned by the same people. Then into the next parking lot with a <laughs> coffee shop. The the owner came out and well, said like, "You can use this. This is cool." But did um, you know that on the other side too? Like, uh, was like that parking lot was completely full. I, I don't no know. Idea. I just showed you that. Yeah. Know. Hey everyone, we're here live. The rally's just about to start. Um, we're just heading out of the parking lot. So many cars are here. So many. If you are in a car and watching this, please just you know be safe take care of each other uh, we have all of this parking lot it's completely full and the parking lot across the street I'm coming back because I forgot my drink and uh, they were all like psyched to go and I was like okay this parking lot slightly smaller than like the four other parking lots so we'll like have these people go first and then the others. But by the time I got back over to the other side, everyone had started driving anyway. And so I, I was just like, okay, everyone go. <laughs> like, <laughs> We should also mention, like, uh, I, I think uh, part of what helped this blow up was uh, there was an uh, article about the protest uh, before it was happening, which doesn't happen often. Um, just because uh, there was already these ongoing uprisings yeah. in city after city after city across the country. Um, so I, I, I don't know if we're a latecomer in this or middle, or if this is the beginning uh, yeah. of like a huge insurrection. It's really hard to tell in the moment yeah, uh, just because we haven't seen anything like this to nationwide since like 1992. Yeah. Um, and this is a much different political moment. Um, so, um, but then outside of all the cars, there were hundreds of people on foot, like, like so many, I don't even know. And more kept walking up and, uh, so way more than we thought there would be. Uh, and I mean, it got kind of rowdy pretty fast. Like some people went there 
like intending to uh, vandalize some stuff because the first time that they all walked past because we we plan to keep them across the street from like the police station just to kind of minimize interaction with the police and try to like reduce um, conflict because we want everyone to be safe Uh, but you had to march people wanted to march even though it was 100 degrees outside so sunny so hot (laughs) I'm so glad we stopped and grabbed those waters like and that people people were very generous with their water Uh, many of the cars picked up like waters to like hand out as they were driving around and they'd hand them out their windows to people on the street Uh, but what we ended up with was thousands of people downtown cars with people on top of them hanging out the windows standing up through their like sunroof sitting like all over their cars with flags and uh and how how far did it go? Did it, a, I heard it go closed off seven hundred I mean, east. It, it got backed of, up. I mean, that, and that, that's people what it was diverted blocks. from the route pretty quickly, I think, and just kind of cruised around downtown where they could, and honking their horns, and then like, uh, and then thousands of people that were kind of congregated at first, but then pretty quickly split into uh, groups. So like. A lot of them marched over to the city and county building a couple of blocks away. And then a lot of them from there continued up to the state capitol, which is up a huge hill. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say earlier about the size of it. Um, that no one's reporting the size because I, I, I honestly don't know if you can. Like all you can say is thousands. Yeah. Uh, because it was, I mean, it was initially supposed to be a car protest. Yeah. And then it quickly became people on cars and on foot um, in huge numbers in both and yeah. no real way to coordinate the car thing. The car thing, it was an experiment anyway, just on, because of COVID. This is the first time we're trying something like this. Um, people on, need to assemble and be safe. I, I th- th- There were a lot of moments during the day uh, that uh, felt really incredible. Yeah. Just like, well, whenever you have that many people come out, like cause, well, well, when you're in this like sort of work day to day and week to week and month to month over a period of years. Like, um, there are times when, uh, like you, you suffer political defeats or you just see cop after cop go unaccountable for, and, uh, you, or you're arrested yourself. You don't see all while the, you're yeah. trying to protest. Yeah. Or, and you get or you a just, lot of condemnation you, for some of the protests and things you participate in from like the media or yeah. news coverage or people saying like, oh, that's not beneficial when you're trying to like. Yeah. And sometimes the there's, there's and not that many people blamed uh, for overdoses coming that... out for it. But anytime you get like thousands of people together, like they're all there because they feel a lot of sorrow and a lot of anger. Um, but just the act of coming together physically and seeing each other and chanting along with each other. Truly empowering. Yeah, it creates this whole mix of feelings where... It's just a very emotional day. Yeah. Like, all all of this this sorrow and anger can, like, turn into this, like, festival-type atmosphere and uh, people, like, recognizing each other and feeling solidarity. And I think because it was sunny, it was warm, it was the first time a lot of people have been out in, like, a social setting probably since the pandemic, you know, so I think people were also eager to be with people, Um, and it was hard to maintain social distancing, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the same phenomenon we're seeing across the country. Is that yeah. everyone has been in their house for three months now? Um, yeah, three, and three, four months of, so of they're isolation like ready to and, get out, and no, no sports and no anything. All of society is shut down, and it's like being released in a huge burst of energy. Yeah. So, uh. Continuing through the morning a little, like our event, we planned it to be like 11 to 11, like to 12.15. We're like driving around and then we're done. And we announced that. We said that. And to then. 12.15. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we said that on our event page. We announced that on our uh, Facebook page. We like let people know. We told every I, I told everybody <laughs> car to car. Like we're all done at twelve fifteen. You're on your own. <laughs> no matter where you're at, um, our event is done. Because there was a second event that uh, had been planned for that day. Yeah, that wasn't about police brutality. That wasn't about police brutality. It was, it was about a local housing. PSL uh, Party for Socialism Liberation. We're putting on a a, a protest for a uh, rent freeze. Yeah, to cancel rent and to uh, like rent around cancel. That's different. The yeah around the housing crisis and. And uh, so we wanted to respect that they've like worked with us in the past. They've been part of coalitions that we've been part of. And, you know, like that's an important issue facing a lot of people today now as well. Yeah. So we like the wanted to support gave everyone twelve hundred bucks and told them to fuck <laughs> off. Wow. Uh, I think we're at 40 million unemployed was the last numbers I heard. Yeah. Uh, so that was our goal and was to end where their 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 caravan was starting. Uh, but, you know, they were very understanding the whole time through the whole process. They were like, we understand that police brutality is a huge issue right now that we may not get to our event. They were very realistic about it and very understanding of the spontaneous nature of like what could happen. And uh, they sent people early to our caravan event to help. Uh, so they were really great um, and very supportive uh, but so yeah, the ca- like people are still pulling out of parking at twelve fifteen. Like I feel so bad that they were stuck for so long oh, in yeah. their cars. Uh, in the but same spot. yeah, <laughs> so that's that's how well that went that plan. Uh, and but like I said, people branched off. They drove around downtown. I. Uh, they were happy to go slow because, like I said, people were on top of cars. People were hanging out of windows. People were sitting um, like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was. And I, yeah. so I think they and were satisfied to, the so, to go that way and just honking their horns, waving their stuff. Like, yeah, P- people just yeah. started congregating wherever they were going to congregate. And pretty quickly, a big group started moving to the Capitol in Salt Lake. The Capitol, uh, the Capitol building is on the top of a hill over the city. And uh, about two the, miles, the, the surrounding the... area is called the uh, Capitol Hill and the Avenues, which is uh, yeah, very upper class housing. Uh, and uh, uh, we hate marching to the Capitol. We will avoid it at any cost. It's it's uh uh it's not terribly visible as compared yeah. to a lot of places in uh, uh downtown. And it's a grueling hike. Um, I remember that time like hot Timmy was lost. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was a. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big rally. 
Like, I, I think that was another spontaneous thing. So where, fuck like, Trump rally. People people yeah. were just moving that way, and there was nothing we could no, do. No, no, we moved people up. Like we were going. Really? It was funk. Fu- every was time, like a dumb Trump. Every time like, I remember going up Capitol Hill, it was just because other people were like, like "Why well, take the Capitol?" And we're like, "All right." I think <laughs> it's because we had enough people and stuff, and like that's the logical place to go when you're from, like leaving yeah. from the federal building, like which is closer than where we were. And that one time, and that, quite a that, bit. that kid got lost, and we all had to chant his name. And we were all just chanting so him, up. but he was like too scared to say anything because he was like <laughs> seven, and so like everyone's like, "Where's Timmy?" And, like it was like very eerie because everyone freezes because we're like, "There's a lost child." And there's like a thousand people like on the hill, but I think everyone also wanted to freeze because they're like, "Oh, this fucking hill!" Like yeah. I'd, I'd like to take a rest, and we all start chanting like. Yeah. Timmy, so, like, raise your hand yeah, or whatever. It, it, it was 94 <laughs> degrees and just, like, nothing but sun until the afternoon. Yeah. And uh, just brutal. I uh, I had uh, a, a comrade bail uh, before going up the hill, and I was like, I got this. And I I was just spent by the time that I yeah. went up there and got down. 4.8 uh, miles. Hundreds of people went up there, though. Hundreds of people went up there, filled up the huge capital steps there, and uh, – Lots of chanting and shouting, and I yeah. was already beat, so I like uh, sat in the shade for a while. Some cops came out and started saying things to protesters for some reason, and wow. uh, a lot of people got angry at that. And uh, uh, it's four point eight miles. Yeah, I'm the shoot the walking pl- pace until they got degrees. back in the building. Really, um, it's that far? It's four point wow. eight miles. Yeah, like one way. Wait, from mm-hmm. where? From the public safety building over to Capitol Hill, it's four point eight miles. Wow, that is that is a lot longer. That's than a lot I longer expected, than I but, thought too. But everybody anyway. wants to do it. We protest the <laughs> we protest the public safety, like, and they're like, "Let's go to the Capitol." People were eager. Why? There's no like, one this there. This is why we 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 ended our event, but like there was no stopping the people. No, they no. were continuing to drive around. They were continuing to congregate because it wasn't the entire group going up there. It was a lot of people up on Capitol Hill, but there were still a lot of people at the public safety building. I, I, there was a minute when we tried to get people over the city county building, and I don't know if that uh, happened. Yeah. Really? Um, or I guess there was some. Group I think there. some people were at the um, city and county building. People for were a just while. everywhere. Um, yeah, Library Square. And l- like we just like all we could do is uh, you know bear witness to it and uh, try to help people where we could. I was uh, like collecting a lot of water from people, giving it away on the way up the hill, and giving away to people who were looking like they were struggling. There was there was uh, people in the neighborhood that were handing out water from their front porch. Yeah, and, uh, oh, that's out so nice. That's really um, nice. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool to see. Um, uh, I got down the hill. I heard you were at the public safety building, so I went back to find you there. Yeah, I, I saw uh, you for a minute. Went back and forth between the parking lot that where where we'd started and we're distributing water and uh, just trying to get a sense of what was going on, which I never really yeah. did. It was <laughs> it was uh exuberant but very confused moment. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of days still ahead of us. Yeah, because um, I mean, this is like twelve fifteen. Like I mean, like you probably got back from the Capitol around point, one. I'm thinking we're getting close to two. one or two. Yeah, uh, and we and and I still... was pretty dead by then. Like honestly, I like I have been unemployed for more than six months at this point. Like so, I've like been at home a lot, and then it was winter. And I had surgery, and then we had the pandemic, and like I haven't spent that much time outside. 
for months, let alone in 96 degree, like sunshine. And, uh, and I like barely slept the night before, just anxious about what was going to happen. Uh, I chugged a ton of water and I think that really saved me from most of the worst effects. So I didn't like have to go home, but there were times I was feeling like very sick. Um, luckily I put a ton of sunscreen on (laughs) because I, I was like, I haven't seen the sun. I'm like a vampire. Like, I know I like need sunscreen and I reapplied it. I still got a little bit pink, but, uh, normally I don't bother with sunscreen, but I usually enter the sun gradually through the season. (laughs) And then by the end of summer, I'm like, you know, comfortable in the sun all day or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it was hot. Like people, like that was the main thing. That cannot be understated for the rest (laughs) of the day. It was really hot. It was really hot. For everyone involved, including the police who were in seven oh, layers most of, of them, Kevlar. Like, I mean, not most of them, but most of the police that were injured or, like, um, had a problem last night was yeah, because they, they, they were this number about uh, police officers who were injured. Uh, I, uh, I don't know the exact breakdown, but I can tell you for sure most of it was heat stroke. Yeah. I mean, heat like, exhaustion. that's what they were saying last night. Yeah. Is that, like... Because they're wearing Which all of that really gear, and really inappropriate, super hot, responsible there. way to report that number, as if it was uh, right. However many cops lying bleeding on the ground. No, it was just like they, yeah, they came out. They they chose to come out dressed like Iron Man on a really hot day when no one was actually fighting them. Like there were. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, okay. We haven't got to that point but, in the story yet. But just like the weather, like, and then through the afternoon, it started to be a little more overcast. There started to be a little bit of a breeze. It was still a very warm breeze. Um, but also everyone's mood started to change a little too. I think like the, the people, uh, yeah. started to engage so- in a, more destructive that's just a fact of life too is that it's like stuff <laughs> the like more aggressive behavior falls hotter weather like everywhere well and uh, yeah. all over the news but everybody I'm, else is burning buildings and yeah breaking yeah. glass so some but there was, there was good precedent for, for this because there's sure. like at least a dozen cities on fire before yeah, our protests yesterday and more today, and they but, are covered twenty four hours, three so days a week. I guess going back to so. like two 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 p.m. when you get back from the Capitol, make a trip back and forth between yeah. the parking lot a few times. We decide we're gonna go home to like charge Let, let's our. Let's describe phones. the scene there though, because so at this point in the day, uh, I'd seen a lot of graffiti. I think most yeah. of which was gone by this morning. <laughs> The Capitol got really tagged up. It looked absolutely clean when I saw photos of it this morning. Okay. Um, which I think was the the case of all everything I saw. I saw yeah. no broken windows up to that point. Um, no, the there only... were broken windows at the public safety building, which was is that... like the police department. Yeah. I didn't know they got any windows that, there. That, they broke – they uh... – didn't they break a window? I didn't see any broken windows at the public safety building. The no. first one I saw were on Did they not? Oh, no, maybe when I got the there, it was the only graffiti. was very people, early, People though. might have tried, but I they, think that's a pretty fortified building. It, they tagged it pretty early. Yeah, um, there's lots of tagging. I saw lots of tagging the whole way, um, I think most of which was cleaned up by this morning. Pretty petty stuff. There was a UAPB um, organizer who was trying to keep everybody moving, and maybe someday we'll talk to him. Eh, well, I mean, if people yeah. are going to do that, we're not going to, like... 
intervene. That's not something that we're trying to make happen. But I mean, when a lot of people are pissed off, it's like, yeah, it's expected. Yeah, but you don't want anybody to get shot on your watch. Like, that's not. Hopefully, people don't get shot for uh, tagging stuff. But anyway, uh, the other remarkable thing uh, was that there were few to no cops that day. Oh, yeah. There were that three at the Capitol. No cops yet. But I didn't see no cop cars. And I was at the police department. Like, that's something we're always on watch for. And there was no police presence at all. Even um, at the police building. Yeah. Which yeah. is not untypical for Salt Lake. Um, a lot of them are usually concentrated more on the west side of downtown and on the west side generally. And as far as the response to protests, um, like we've seen a lot more aggression recently. With yeah. um, We got arrested at an event in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been arrested in mass within the last year. That Actually at the Chamber of Commerce last summer. Um, yeah, there's uh, a, a number of people have gotten charges uh, within the last year, but prior to this, the police department has taken a really hands-off approach, and uh, yeah, especially to our protests. Sometimes they'll direct traffic around us if they know we're going to do a march and take streets, uh, but for the most part, they they hang back and they they try not to yeah um, get in confrontations with people, which uh, yeah I appreciate, um, but. Um, it looked like they were doing that for at least the beginning of the day, or maybe they were anticipating something more, and they they uh, were. Ca- carried out their plans as they as they saw fit. They were definitely on guard, like they were they were ready to roll when the yeah, order came. They were, but they definitely made the intentional decision to stay out of the city for the most part, or stay out. And of they downtown. said that in their press conference yeah. later in the day. I believe that. Yeah, because that's that's what uh, I saw. There was and... those three cops at the, at the Capitol who. Uh, um, tried talking some shit to protesters and and uh, but, got walked back to the building and then that was the only police presence I saw yeah. until that afternoon. So where are we uh, now? In when we left in early afternoon. Are we where we're leaving? We're, so we're leaving at yes. this point. Uh, your feet were hurting. Yeah, like I said, I was like wilting in the heat. I wanted to go charge my phone. Uh, it was having problems. I was trying to do live feeds and like take photos. It w- kept dying in the sun. So I was like trying to stay in the shade, one to for myself, but also for my phone so I could continue to use it. Um, and yeah, so we were going home to like charge devices. Uh, drink some water. Drink some water. Chill for a minute. Maybe get some food and then like head back because we figured things would be going because it was still rowdy downtown. So we're like, this is going to go on for a while. Let's go home for a minute. Um, We're on our way home and we see like one, two, three, like four, like more and more police cars like passing us going towards downtown with yeah lights on speeding sirens on we're like oh shit going there's another there's another we gotta go back there's 10 uh but around 10 uh, by the time we managed to u-turn so we gotta go back but uh i was wearing sandals my feet do not have summer calluses yet (laughs) they like haven't had shoes on them for months basically uh and so we had to stop like we stopped at the store we ran in to get shoes, waited in the longest line ever, it felt like, because we're like, oh, shit, we got to get down there. But I, like, couldn't I was like, walk. if rioting is going to happen, if it were to happen here right now, it would be nice not to wait in line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get we get shoes, like, um, 
and head back and uh we go down to by library square well first yeah we start hunting for those cop cars we start looking for those cop cars we go past the 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 protests where we'd been so we're going by library square and we stop because uh it's slow we see a car rolled over we see like a lot of protesters that are like in between like the city and county building and library square we pull around like i'm recording some stuff and we stop and then all of a sudden the rolled car is on fire like flames 10 feet into the air the cop car had already been tipped the cab was crushed in uh there was a lot of debris around it had been smashed up tagged uh people were going to town on it uh no sign of the officer i got conflicting reports when i asked around how it started um yeah i don't have any insight into that um and we took some pictures of it um nick went over and while you were over there they started it on fire yeah I, I saw that and I tried to discourage someone from that uh, just out of fear of the kind of explosives that might be in a cop car. Yeah. Like nitro canisters and ammunition. Yeah. Uh, Which is valid. It was valid. Yeah. I, I would. Uh, but they were know, also was, setting up I was, fireworks. I wasn't concerned about the police's property, but I was concerned about people's safety. Uh, but people were going to do what they were going to do. And uh, so at some point that started. Then realize, like, okay, there's no police presence yet, but it's going to be here soon, we think, uh, to the best of our knowledge. We're like, they're not going to let this, like, it all was, go forever. No, it, it was an eerie moment, like, seeing nothing but a sea of uh, protesters and cars that I think all seem to be sympathetic. And uh, there had been, like, a break in the normal order, and a cop car was flipped on its... Uh, uh, was flipped over and about to be set on fire and there was no sirens nothing coming at that point yeah um but we so, knew they were hanging back on purpose too at this point like we knew yeah. because we knew that when they came they were going to come in full force yeah and we heard about uh looting at 7-Eleven I was surprised by how much they were saying on the police scanner because it was really easy to follow their movements yeah um but they said there was looting at the 7-Eleven. They weren't going to send officers. All right. So we've had some new developments. There's uh, some more property damage at the 7-Eleven just down the street from the library where the cop car was torched. I'm not going to go inside. I'm just going to take a peek through the window. Looks like there's some people calming things down here. They're still doing business. We're listening to the police scanners. They're saying they're not sending officers. We've seen very few police at all today. How's it going? Did you see what happened? No, I, I got here late. My neighbor told me she's watching the news on TV. She said that people broke the windows. Yeah, I was just, we were listening to the police scanners and we heard about it. I was just in there a few minutes ago, so it couldn't have been. Why, why are long. people messing with people's work? I don't know. I just think it's just a lot of anger and it's getting displaced in bad places. Yeah, but you know it's going to happen all night, though. Like everywhere else. I know. 
Yeah, it's that's been city after do. city. Yeah, keep your kid, keep your kids safe, man. That's all you can do. Yeah, Great, yeah. Man. So we went to we went to check it out. Um, I had just been inside that Seven Eleven just before we had left. Yeah. Um, it couldn't have been more than fifteen minutes. Um, so we go back and the front windows are all smashed out and there's people standing outside. Um, that don't look like they work there, but they were looking like they were in a defensive position. I think it was people from the protest who didn't like seeing that happen and um, uh, didn't want to make it any worse. Yeah, and we're probably there to to discourage any. There actual were looting. a lot of people at the protest throughout the day. I don't um, know if there was actual looting there or whether it was just windows smashed out. But I take I took a look and it looked like they were still doing business. Uh. Because it, fe- it felt like throughout the day, I heard a lot of people that were there. Like, some of them, it was their first protest ever. There was a lot of negotiation and between a lot people of about tactics. people that were like, ah, you know, like, I'm here. Like, when we, we were watching the car burn and I was across the street with people, they're like, yeah, this is my first protest. But, like, I just hate to see violence, you know? And uh, I was like, yeah, because it's your first protest. Like, I get that. Like, if you've been doing this for six years, 10 years, 20 years, you know, some people have been at it forever. Like, uh, then you have, I think it gives, lends you more understanding to those tactics because you try to play the game by their rules so often. You try to like, because you just want to win every victory you can. And sometimes that means you have to negotiate with like, people in power and try to like win them logically or through like um demands that then you like do peaceful protests to support and stuff and it gets it it, it's such slow painstaking progress and you keep seeing the same shit happening and the same things going without consequence and you just like get so frustrated that like at these points you just see these uh more you know uh, aggressive tactics going on is like, well, okay, I'm I'm cool with that. Like, like that. Like, what have we gotten so far? So little, so little for like the work, the hours, the pain, the like, uh, everything that we put into it. Uh, and it's not well, like that. It's not worth it. Be- but like you know, it's just. Sometime we should definitely do like a chronological order of everything Utah against police brutality has tried to do up to this point where it became. Yeah, seriously, that would be useful to type it all out. But uh, I don't want to have that task because I know it's like been constant rallies and actions and meeting new families like every month. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. Year after year after year. And we haven't. Community councils. Yeah, just. Everything. Meetings Bills. with the fucking police department. Citizens Multiple in the mayor's meetings. office. Uh, meeting with all the city councilors. Actual with, lobbying. Yeah, just so much. Actual lobbying on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Uh, We're like lobbying. We've gone, through, we've gone through every possible official avenue a thousand times. And we know all those routes. And uh, we we do what we... Uh, Call-ins we where to. you meet the secretary where she's just like yes we know you're calling about the person that was murdered by the police today we, we, the, the the main uh, task of UAPB since its founding was fighting for community control of the police and yeah. 
the solution to that that was decided upon was a piece of legislation called SLC PAC, modeled af- after Chicago's uh, CPAC uh, uh, Police Proposal. Accountability Council, uh, yeah. which would be a council of uh, uh, elected citizens who have some oversight over the police and have some ability to... Um, enforce uh discipline discipline um uh, they can subpoena evidence like they have like have, yeah have a process in the, in the judicial actually process. investigate I, police misconduct and uh petition to hold them accountable at least yeah. on the department level and it was going to so, be independent too, that's what we built for that's officials. what we fought tooth and nail for for five years um until last year when the a bill was introduced into the Utah legislature that was specifically made to make our proposal illegal. And that's when we did our lobbying and we fought like hell and we flipped a few votes. Uh, but in the end, the bill passed. The project, the central project that we had been working on for five years was dead until we can find a way to uh, move through this which le- we'll we'll find a way it's just going to take time but we, whether it's repeal or <clears throat> yeah the main um, thing is it, legislation into something that's within the law it says that yeah democratically elected boards with oversight of the police are not allowed under the utah constitution now we're still fighting for community control it's just yeah. um it's Another either a massive obstacle. roadblock um that means that we have to chisel through the roadblock or yeah um, come up with another route around it. More compromises, but, more dealing with the red tape. Anyway, yeah. we've like we, we've done every everything we can. Talked to every single official, yeah. uh, pestered them, uh, tried to force meetings with them when they would stonewall us. And uh, and I I also want to say that everything on this podcast like is not a like anything I say as an individual or we say does not reflect the views of Utah against police brutality, right. which is like its own organization and uh, it's democratic, you know, like, so I'm, I'm speaking as a person who's been a part of that organization, but it doesn't reflect the views of every member or anything like that. I just, I just right, want to yeah. clarify that. Yeah. Make sure we cover that base. Um. And we're not the only group that's been doing this work. There's yeah, a no. Utah chapter of Black Lives Matter that's connected to the yeah. uh, connected to the national. There's a couple. There's a couple of different chapters of Utah. There uh, are of Black Lives Matter in Utah. Organizations that have come and gone in the six years yeah. that we've been doing this and have done good work in that time. Yeah. Um, there's Cop Watch. Uh, there's there's I mean, a there's lot of a lot dedicated of individuals mm-hmm. engaged in a lot of projects. Um, we partnered with the Take Shelter Coalition, which was. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, groups in the city were a part of. Um, yeah. And uh, there's just a lot of individuals engaged in like harm reduction and um, working with different populations in the city. Uh, so we're just, we're, we're one part of this. Um, but everyone has been putting their best efforts forward. Yeah. Um, since the movement um, really came to national attention in 2012 to 2014. Mm-hmm. And uh, every every effort has been uh, stifled and ignored. But we have these rallies all the time, uh, sometimes with big numbers. And uh, there's the um, people can safely ignore it for yeah. the most part. Um, 
we, you know, sometimes might engage more confrontational or disruptive things like uh, showing up to uh, public meetings and making some noise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we, we try to adjust our tactics to um, what we need to meet our, meet our demands, which is just creating more democratic control of the police. Yeah. You know, ideologically, a lot of us might be police abolitionists or um, – and prison abolitionists or whatever, but we know that uh, that if we are going to have a successful movement, like people's movement and progress towards a more democratic society, the first step is making sure that the police cannot just kill people with immunity, that yeah. they have to be held accountable um, and they can't be held to a different standard. Uh, it's especially like against the um <laughs> sorry the lights just flickered so it was hopefully we don't lose power uh, we, we we fight for the for reforms in the course yeah. of uh trying to build a, a bigger and broader mo- movements that can adjust, address like fundamental power relations yeah uh but before we get to that point um we, we push for things like democratic control over the police as a first step. In, uh, so people aren't just murdered before they can even organize, you know? Like, that's uh-huh. a big attack on, like, especially the black community of the black nation. Like, um, yeah, like, it's like killing children and young men, especially before they even have a chance to uh, organize against an oppressive system of power. And it just uh, has completely devastated that uh, community, like, and that nation throughout the U.S., you know? And we should get back on track with the chronological yeah. story. But all of that was just to say that we're getting a lot of lot of messages about how we should be protesting and what we should be doing from uh, from a lot of people who have never shown up and a lot of people who have been actual obstacles in the course yeah. of fighting for reforms not, We policing. didn't tell people to loot shit. We didn't tell them that they could vandalize stuff. We didn't, like, advocate for any of this, but also we're not going to condemn it. Like, no. Uh-huh. Like, people have the right to demonstrate against oppressive systems. They have a right to be angry about injustices, and they have a right to um, fight back against If I it. could coordinate the personal actions of the thousands of people who've shown up, like, I, I think there's... Uh, there's a lot that, that, that would have gone differently, but as it was, a lot of people were just feeling hurt and feeling angry and, um, wanting to, to fill it together. And there were like expressions of that anger in a lot of different directions. Yeah. And police brutality was going out of style. Also, there was a lot of (laughs) self-defense. That's something to acknowledge too. There was a lot of self-defense. Um, but I guess that's something we should talk about after we talk about, uh, uh, where it ended up. Like the police response. So we saw the car, uh, saw the car flip, saw the, oh my gosh, we can hear her. So loud. She's so, so loud. loud. <laughs> I was like, is that in yeah, my headphones? Does Marcy in. have a mic? <laughs> what is going on? Our but cat she's just is going <laughs> under the door. She, she, her biggest problem in our house, like the thing she hates most is closed doors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she wants an o- open door policy at all times. It doesn't matter if she actually cares about going in the room. I think she has really bad FOMO. She just doesn't want to miss out on stuff. Right. But like any door, like bathroom doors closed under the door. Meow. But if you're not giving her attention to, it's going to be an issue because 
if you're not paying attention to her, she's gonna jump all over all the mics and all the shaking. She'll be okay. But oh, Nick's taking her bell off, so she's not jingling everywhere. Yeah, it'll begin. She'll settle down eventually. After she knocks all the cups off of the table, and we got shoes, we come back. Okay, so there was we we heard reports of looting on the scanner. Um, We went to check out Seven Eleven. Uh, I don't know if there was any actual looting as far as things taken. Their front windows were smashed out. I think some people objected to that. Some people in the, the among the protesters and kind of stood guard around it. Um, and business seemed to be going on when I was there. Uh, but then we we got back in the car and we we went to the the point where the cop car had been flipped and torched, and that's when we started seeing the assault vehicles. Tell them what you heard. Okay, so we are listening to police scanner. Um, They said that the first deployment is going to be leaving soon. Uh, They're going to be trying to push people west, but we're not sure which. Oh, it sounds like we can hear some sound sirens right now. So they should be coming pretty soon. Um, Probably to the public safety building. Oh, yeah, there are tanks. There they go. Those must be the armored vehicles. They have an assault rifle. They're pulling out. The the tanks. I don't know what the exact name for the different things they had there were. They're all like some of them were like like these like armored. armored vehicles were like labeled like rescue vehicles. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think it means because they're supposed to go on rough terrain. So if they like had to go into a mountainous area or something, like They'd they could, save people. or if they had to go into like a, I don't know. That's what it would imply. But it just looks like an assault vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> it really <laughs> just looks like a tank. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna rescue people from those <laughs> pictures, drugs they're dealing or something. Yeah, and bust like, down their door. No, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> Very intentional to call them rescue vehicles. It has like a turret on top of it. And to probably justify them in their budget. They're they're wild and intimidating looking. So those started barreling down the streets. So we're like, okay, shit's hitting the fan. This is what we've been waiting for all day. Um, But that was like six o'clock? I mean, it was like probably five. Five or six o'clock, yeah. What we'd we'd been anticipating for the last hour or so since we... Yeah. uh, yeah. Um, tensions started getting raised. This is long after our event is over. Yeah. But people are out in the streets and they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the tanks roll up. Uh, we stop at Dunkin' Donuts across from the library and we hop out and we start filming. And the, the tanks sh- show up right behind the burned out car and, then hundreds of police cars. <laughs> yeah, riot cops um, with shields and helmets and the full regalia uh, start hopping out of these uh, assault vehicles and forming a line. And then I mean, just an endless stream of cop cars. I can't even imagine the number. It was just like they just start barreling in. Okay, so we've got some tanks moving in. We've got riot cops with shields and helmets. Looks like they're 
congregating on the site where the cop car was torched. Right, there's either a smoke alarm or another fire down the street. Let's catch you get out of here. Also at 5 p.m., uh, the governor activated the National Guard. People start forming a line against the riot cops. I'm like, there are two. In the middle. There's a there's a light rail system throughout Salt Lake called Tracks, and uh, it it runs across this street. And so I'm in the middle of the Tracks station. All of the class there is busted out, and everything's tagged up. And yeah. uh, I'm trying to get a view of what's going on. Uh, there's people, plenty of people are just picking up gravel, throwing it at cops, throwing water. I mean, like yeah, little I see, things, like mostly, plastic water bottles. Like, it was I mean, not, like, not gonna even hurt anybody. The water bottles, sometimes just spraying water at them, mm. and it was as they were in like riot gear. Honestly, and, that was most uh, of what I saw was plastic coming, bottles and coming on like forward towards the. There could have been some rocks mixed in there, but they were just bouncing off shields. Yeah, so no, like, I mean they were they were at shields. These these officers were in riot gear, had helmets and faceplates and shields. Yeah. Um, and then two helicopters above us, right? At that time, oh, helicopters in. constantly. Uh, but dozens of cars start packing in the street. Uh, helicopters I, were there from the morning. There were some mm. windshields taken out pretty soon. That's when I started, like, you immediately started seeing this um, uh, provocating behavior from the police. Yeah. Where um, uh, a few minutes had passed since the assault vehicles had shown up. All of the cops who I think were at uh, East High earlier in the day. Um, the dozens of cars fill the street there. And then uh, a cop truck, pickup truck, comes from the other direction and oh, goes yeah. straight through the crowd uh, right to the spot where they knew that they were responding to a burned-out police car and just drove through this crowd. A truck coming in with sirens. He does not want to be there. That's not the place to be. That guy's going to be surrounded. People are hitting the car. People are hitting the car. Back windshields being busted. Okay. Gotta run. Gotta go. I'm hearing rubber bullets were fired. I think rubber bullets are coming. And so, of course, they they immediately started um, save the police car, banging on the truck. Uh, back window got knocked out. Um, like they couldn't have expected anything else. I was like, I, I I was doing a live stream and I've gone back and watched it. I was like, that's not good. He's surrounded. He knows what's going to happen, and it immediately happened. Um, so and then that gave them their first excuse to far, start firing rubber bullets, mm. um, mm-hmm. which they did, and that was the first kind of stampede of people I saw, which was just like pretty quick, and people reformed. Yeah, and uh, people tried to hold that intersection as much as they could, and I think they did until I see. So this is probably for a little while. This is probably around what time? Three? No, it was more like five. Oh, this is around five. Um, they were, yeah, they probably held it until uh, 
seven or so. And uh but people were on that street until like nine or ten at night. Yeah. Um at some point in this, uh the mayor declared a curfew. It was illegal to be out on the streets after uh eight PM. She did it at press conference at six thirty, but had announced that she was going to at that press conference. So the media knew about it. But um also like at that point, uh we just see streams of police cars coming in and they're from not only Salt Lake City but according to the Tribune here 13 other departments locally so I know they were there from like Ogden, Sandy, Utah Highway Patrol like everywhere they also had SWAT there they also like I said had the National Guard and it said as many as 200 of National Guard were deployed it can be really hard to tell military from police anymore yeah because we saw um, some, like, there were I think all kinds they were SWAT, but we thought that they, I don't know. It was, they were in camo and gear and. Yeah, all kinds of weapons. Um, if, uh, mo- I think most probably had projectile weapons or yeah, like like, assault rifles. It looked like tear uh, gas canisters shooting. The rest of them had billy clubs. But then at things. 6.30, so, like, that's all kind of going on. We're trying to observe what's happening. There's also people at the Capitol still. At this point, yeah, it's it's getting really hot around there, uh, around the library. So we have to move our car. Uh, we go down the road a little bit. That's when we see a bunch of guys who look like uh, National Guard but have police on their uniforms. Um, helicopters are closing in, and uh, we get a look at the Justice Court that has had its uh, windows uh, windows busted out. out and a bunch of tags, uh, which I I know uh, I'm sure a lot of people have been yeah. <laughs> treated. Uh, by the system there and that was a genuine expression of, of people who have had to go in and out of that building a lot of times and get terrible and, uh, so at like just after oh, five nice. governor Her- um herbert uh tweets we condemn violence and looting i have activated the national guard to help control the escalating situation in downtown salt lake city i once again call on all who are protesting to do so peacefully uh, and then the mayor also, I think, around that time said that she was going to call for an 8 p.m. curfew, which went goes from 8 p.m. on Saturday night through 6 a.m. on Monday morning. So through the rest of the weekend, people are supposed to stay at home unless a lot of the stay at home is kind of like the stay at home order. Um, unless you are going to work caring for a loved one, attending church service, like doing yeah. those things. Um. So we knew that was coming, uh, like I said earlier, um, both me and Jade got some charges from uh, January in almost the same spot on the same block. Um, there was a, a homeless encampment that was set up. We were seeing a lot of uh, police harassment of homeless people during the winter, and they were closing and, down um, yeah. the shelter and had a really bad plan of opening a few new ones while cutting half the beds. And... Uh, there was there was a large community response to it. We were a part of it. Um, it was uh, kind of it was going to coincide with the inauguration of the new mayor, who has been exactly the mayor that we expected her to be. And where's um, the bootlicker sound effect? Do we have that? Oh, which one is it? I have to guess. Isn't no, it the pink one? one? Oh no! I got the sound turned down. Oh, oh that works too, though. We're going to have to use that. Fucking pigs. No, not that one. Last one. There we go. That's one I should have started with. Okay. We've got sounds. we got Wait, sounds. I, I, I might remember to use them at some point. 
yeah. Bad mayor. Terrible mayor. Yeah. Um, where were we? So we moved. Um, did you talk about, uh, the, the, we could cut this out, but the guy with the bow and arrow. That oh, that is, is, that is oh, exactly yeah. where we should jump in because after we moved, we, we yeah. were listening to news reports on the radio. And, and I needed to charge my phone. So we had a mobile charger in the car. So I stayed with the car and Nick walked over to the center of the protest. And, uh, Aaron and I listened to the press conference. We were listening to live coverage on the radio and we heard. <laughs> Uh, uh, the eyewitness report of the uh, bow and arrow. Nick was actually there, but it seems today this has become a meme. So, you, <laughs> like, if you're not in Salt Lake, you you may still have heard. About I think the bow I saw it in guy. Turkey. Turkey News had our our uh, protest. Yeah, seems so... like this guy uh, showed up to the protest at some point. I don't know if it was in the same spot, but at some point started waving around a sword or machete. Later. Later, after, 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 oh, okay. after. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, here before. So okay. he, you, you so he came. He, he, he was in his car. He came. He was shouting out of his window like "All Lives Matter" and like arguing with protesters and stuff. And then he parks his car. Like people are like pissed. You know, he gets out and uh, just listening to the news. He was driving this was into hilarious. the middle of a crowd yeah. of protesters. They're like, oh, who had there's already- a guy who's who's arguing with the protesters. He's driving into the middle. Oh, he's getting out of his car. He's he's still arguing this is with about them. At the same but he's spot. he's opening the back. Oh, he's pulling something. There's someone with a bow. And, he has a bow and arrow. He's pulling out a bow and arrow. Oh, it looks like he's loading it. Oh, did he shoot it? Oh, maybe he didn't shoot it. Shoot it yet? Oh, he's pointing it though. He's pointing at the protest. Oh no, he's turning. He's turning. He's he's gonna put it away. He put it away. Oh, he t- he took it out again. He took out the bow and arrow. And he has an arrow in it, and oh, people are people are descending on him. It is not. It's it's like a horde this of zombies. This is mob like, rule. This is this mob is rule. anarchy. And uh, oh, there. Oh, he he is now. His face is bloodied. His face is bloodied, and the cops have got him. Uh, the cops are leading like the the cops are leading him away now in handcuffs. Uh. The person she was talking to, reporting this to, like, before that had asked, like, do the cops see this? Is he on the other side of the line? Like, have they responded at all? Or is this the protesters have got him? So... Like, what? And she's like, oh, no, the cops got it. Like, the cops don't see him yet. And then they saw him. And then they took him away in handcuffs. His face was all bloodied. They estimated he was in his 50s. And then immediately, the protesters... That's a hard 50s. The protesters (laughs) swarm his car topple it loot his trunk they're pulling out his things they pull out all his shit they torch his car uh i think they flipped that one first no yeah i said they flipped it they did flip it so and uh, now the protesters are standing on top of it like it's victorious so so this guy like tribal guy uh like he the 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 cops had come from the east. They were on the east side of the intersection. That's where people were facing yeah. off against them. This guy came from the south, and he was maybe twenty feet from like the confrontation between the the cops and the protesters. There's hundreds of people filling this intersection. Uh, yeah, it took a minute for the cops guy, to see him. This but... guy chose to drive into the center of the action, shouting "All lives matter." 
and I think his car got bumped, and that's when he got mad. And you and can check out. his Facebook page, and all lives matter means exactly what we think it means. It's not he's confused with all lives. He just hates black people. I, I talked to a guy in the same area immediately after who had one of his arrows in his hand, uh, and he told me what happened. He said the guy did manage to fire an arrow at someone, and he hit someone in the forearm. Wow. I haven't seen that reported. That's what this guy who had the dude's arrow told me. Yeah. Um, did it maybe just slap him? Did it stick well, into so his forearm? Well, so him off in handcuffs, like was... which was surprising to me on the, the broadcast. Later that night, we learned that, uh, yeah, they let him away, but then he was released. He was, they did know his identity and were going to pursue it, but he was released and he did an interview with Fox 13 like an hour later. That was one of the most, that was one of the next most provocative things that I saw from the police. They actually took him into custody. They, they, they saved him from being torn apart because he drove into a crowd of people and tried to murder them with yeah. a compound bow. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a bow, the, a bow that people actually use for like killing like a large hunting game. bow. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, tr- tried to kill people with that. Um, people defended themselves. Um, and because he did it in the middle of the crowd, it was a large group of people that descended <laughs> on him very quickly. Yeah. And the cops saved his ass. Yeah. Very quickly. And according to what we heard on the radio, was in cuffs. Uh, they arrested a lot of people yesterday. They could have very easily arrested this guy. Yeah. They had vehicles to take people away. Um, they they chose not to. They didn't do that. They released him immediately to the crowd. That's yeah. one of the most provocative things. They didn't like hey, say, "Hey, sit back. Um, we're gonna we're gonna just keep you secure here for a minute until things calm down." They released him back into the crowd, uh, where he wasn't torn apart. Amazingly, uh, but he did give manage to give a news interview right then, uh, where he was saying that he was brutally attacked just for saying all lives matter. And then somebody bumped and his car. And then people like tried to like attack his car, and then he got out to defend himself. And then but they. You, but took you were saying that after this, he was waving some sort of a machete, machete or. I heard it was after. He had a giant Bowie knife. It looked like, like it looked yeah. like it was some about, sort of very then he large gets knife. Another large foot knife small and comes back and waves it around at protesters. Also. Okay. Uh, so. So in addition to that guy, we heard about um, white supremacists coming in from out of state. We're uh, within driving distance of the Idaho Panhandle, which is uh, Nazi central. Mm-hmm. Um, which one of the most ridiculous parts of the news coverage was um, a question and I guess like rumors and stuff going on about like all the people downtown protesting aren't even from Utah. Like a bunch of them drove from out of state, which I think is just not true. I think they were they were like this isn't Utah like I mean Governor Herbert the, in his statement kept saying like Utah's better than this we don't do this this is Salt Lake City like no like Utah's we 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 don't do riots we don't have yeah. things like this and we communicate really, with our much citizens through all of his comments it really just fine. felt like he was saying like Utah is whiter than this <laughs> Salt Lake City's whiter than this you, and like you, you it know was just that, bullshit. Uh, you know that, fucking... like, they're simultaneously going to blame outside agitators and UAPB and, and Black other, Lives Matter and other orgs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Immediately um, blaming like Black Lives Matter. It's those and two. UAPB. It's these scary yeah. groups in the city, and it's like all of these militants that they bust in somehow. Yeah, but like that somewhere. we recruited them all from out of state to There's... come in and wreak havoc. It could it... never be a Salt Lake citizen who goes to church every. By the way, there is nothing near uh, Salt Lake City. 
as far as other large cities. Yeah. There's Vegas six hours away. Denver, like uh, there's eight Denver hours eight hours, hours away. away. There's Phoenix, I don't know, ten hours away. Yeah. Uh and there was no bus that we saw joining the protest to release I guess a bunch like of people. Four hours away. Maybe Boise. Anyway, the outside agitator um narrative is always bullshit. It's, uh but it's got a very long history. It goes back to the civil rights era. They would always claim this. Every time uh, no yeah. one could any be mad at protest of any kind can uh, happen. It's it's something you can absolutely dismiss. Anyone who's saying that is always saying it without yeah. any evidence. It's just something that, that politicians and police chiefs say to to try to be like, oh, our people don't hate us this much. Yeah, no, it's these are up. other nefarious people. We talk to our people all the time. We talk to UAPB just like yesterday, it's and they Antifa, were like totally cool with us. Whatever um, that is, yeah, Antifa. So, um, but but we did hear word of white supremacists coming down. There was pictures of a guy who was being antagonistic with cops that had an eighty-eight on, on his arm. We talked to some people at our rally earlier that day who are a part of this thing called uh, Deseret Nation, which I didn't really know about at this point. But they're like a Mormon right-wing fascist militia. Like they're white nationalist Mormons. Uh, who use the Deseret alphabet for uh, code. They, they, they tweet the, out coded tweets to as directions to each other in the Deseret alphabet, which is some... Something I, I I don't want to talk about the history of the desert. You don't want to talk that. about the entire Brigham Young, uh, yeah. It's a Brigham Young era thing. Uh, they're outrageous nerds. Uh, we had Proud Boys show up. Um, uh, they're local. We've dealt with them before. Uh, I wasn't there when they were chased away, but I heard they were they were chased away in a, a hurry. They were trying to say we're we're going because we want to and not because you're making us uh, as they were being literally shoved in their they truck. They usually just stand like away. the like eight or ten of them like across the street from wherever we are in their Such black polos and with their arms crossed all like we're here. Like, I bet they would listen to this podcast as uh, <laughs> part of their intelligence gathering. I just want them to know they are Fucking pathetic. <laughs> also, the Nazis we chased down uh, in January that same day that we got arrested. And the- there was another rally, and we oh, yeah. we had some we had some white supremacists show up and uh, try to try to blend in, and they got chased through the city. And they're still fucking cowards and p- fucking pathetic. Yeah. The, the no masturbating except in the presence of a woman, right? That's a rule. We don't we don't need to go into who the I'm Cowboys just, are. I'm just I'm just saying like they're all if you're listening to people. this, that's pathetic. And I just wanted to make sure somebody told you that. Thank um you. but yeah. And, a, a bunch of those groups showed up um if they caused any major problems, I didn't see it. This is There's much longer sort of than a, a mini episode. I know, but there's a lot we're going to cut out. Yeah, it's not going to be a mini episode. It'll be a full one. Um, There was... What was I going to say? A lot of groups have showed up. A lot of them have come around. Okay, there's a narrative developing that I'm seeing that um, trying to divide protesters into the good protesters and the bad protesters. Yeah. And uh, and this is coming from people who are otherwise allies or people who participated but want to make excuses for what happened. Yeah. Uh, and I might cut this out. But I'm hearing a lot of people saying, oh, it was just some selfish, like, white punks. 
yeah. who, who did all the bad stuff. And uh, all the people of color were begging and pleading for them to to be peaceful. But there were just these – it's how, it's like the exact same line that the mayor takes with his outside agitators or Trump always takes in these situations. <coughs> um, just because you're trying to woke it up by, by saying that the, the bad people were white and the, the good people were people of color doesn't make, make it a different narrative essentially. Um, it was it was completely multinational, like everything I saw it was. happening that day. Um, it was and, like one of the most multinational events I've seen in Salt Lake City. And I, I know there's a lot of well-meaning people trying to push this line, but it's just not the case. There were not good protesters and bad protesters there. There, there were all sorts of uh, people with a lot of righteous anger. Some of that got spilled out in ways which uh, were scary, were risky. Um, we don't want to see anything happening at our protests where people can get hurt or people can get arrested. Uh, that's just not the style of work we do. We want these events to always be accessible to people. Uh, but, but sometimes um, shit blows up and um, people are going to express their anger in a way that's totally out of your hands. And you just have to like try to uh, they, um, keep everyone as safe as possible. But there were not uh, a, a group of, of good, righteous people there who were um, kneeling and being peaceful and... and bad people who are committing acts of property destruction. There was, there was, uh, just people and, uh, people were, you know, having conversations with each other and negotiating about actions, uh, the entire way along. There's, uh, I just, yeah, I think that's important to say. We, we don't believe in this rhetoric about dividing protesters. Yeah. So, um, so the police show up, we listen to the radio, we hear the press conference, we hear our mayor say, this isn't what justice looks like. Yeah, we know. Uh, justice would be like that people who have been killed by police are still alive. Justice would be that their murderers are held accountable for their deaths and tried. Like That's what we've been saying. They say that they're willing to talk and that they're willing to negotiate and that their table's open. Well, we've tried those avenues, as we said earlier. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it just became something that we did not expect. Uh, even in the Tribune article that I was just referencing as far as like how many police departments were called in to help, uh, which was more than 13 plus the National Guard. Uh, they said uh, that Utah Against Police Brutality had organized the day's protest as a car caravan. However, that protest later spilled out onto the streets as more people arrived than could be contained in cars. The protest continued for the next 11 hours. <laughs> so it was just a long day, a lot of emotions out there, um, a lot of feelings that needed to be expressed. We did our best to try to keep people safe. At one point, as soon as like things really started to get locked down, people weren't able to leave or drive. We we went home before a few yeah. few of our other the, comrades stayed stuck around. I yeah, I tried to stick around as long as possible, but that um, curfew was approaching. Turned out they weren't actually going to honor it until like ten o'clock. Uh, but we couldn't make any predictions, and we have those charges from the protest back in January, and we just can't afford more until uh, we get those resolved. And they started so, shooting people with rubber bullets about I mean, 9 o'clock, No, right? before that, like at 5. 
they were five, shooting, they were people, shooting with, people yeah definitely by five no from the time they showed up um that truck went through and i know at least by then they were firing rubber bullets yeah. probably earlier than that they were clearing people off the street um really quickly and they were heavily armed they were doing a big big show of force including people who see, were laying down i didn't see we saw that video tear where gas. people were laying down no, I, I don't. I didn't see tear gas. I didn't either. see tear gas. I didn't see mace. Uh, lots of uh, rubber bullets. Canine units were out. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see uh, them use the dogs directly on everybody. But we were, we left at ten and or we left at eight and. But the, also the, the final crack. The crackdown didn't really come till ten. And yeah, I think we watched the live out. coverage for that. People were out very late. We were exhausted from the day. We'd been out in the sun for ten hours. We didn't. Marching uh, up and down. More than two hundred percent of my step goal for the day. I did a lot of running. Um, I was um, close to the the confrontation between protesters and police, and they were centering. They they were shooting people with rubber bullets pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, And every time that happened, uh, there'd be kind of a stampede of people, and then it would regather. But Mm -hmm. uh, you had to run to keep from being trampled. Uh, So that happened several times. We, We were all. Absolutely exhausted, so we called it a day at that point. But we were never on the live stream. Uh, UAPB set up a bail fund earlier that day that got uh, huge funding. Although I don't, I mean, as of last night, we got more than fifteen thousand dollars. That's awesome. So I mean, that was like in like we set it up in in hours. We had fifteen thousand dollars in bail funds. There was Um, so much solidarity from so many people. Um, The 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 way this has all gotten reported since then is pretty typical of the yeah uh, corporate news stations in Salt Lake uh, and of news con- stations across the country yeah it's it, it's I it feels like at this time there's a lot of people who aren't buying it anymore um, there was a lot of people though like even with the violence towards property I would say I never felt in danger of anyone turning on me or hurting another protester, uh, it it didn't it wasn't uh, violence towards people ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. And uh, so oh. it, it's been reported the same way that all of these protests have been reported. Um, Which is why they took over CNN, right? Like, <laughs> I, well, it's like you guys report things terribly all the time like this is our grievance like they yeah. actually sure. like- there was there there we've seen a lot of very intentional targeting of um these like high profile incidents like the target running in minneapolis i'm sure most people have heard minneapolis is the uh world headquarters of target they use that particular store that was uh damaged to try out new loss prevention methods mm-hmm. um it's not a part of their own community that they are destroying. Why are you destroying your own community? It's it's some corporate invader. Like most of what was targeted, uh, we've also seen a lot of uh, Asian provocateur behavior from police, who may not have expected the uprising to get this big, but um, wanted an, ex- an excuse to start using their ca- crowd control weapons. I also um, know that I uh, one of the men who uh, received one of the crowd control weapons was the cop who shot and killed uh, Cody Belgard. I did not hear that. Uh, did yeah, Marvin see her. Yeah, him. Yeah, him. 
and he confronted him and like recorded it but he was one of the people who was given like a gun with uh rubber bullets to use freely on the crowd uh and yeah so they i think they specifically chose police who were willing to fire as well you know like yeah that they knew would like pull the trigger i saw an interesting video earlier today of a national guardsman who was lined up with shields but was just like uh weeping in front of the the protesters in front of his face and the the protesters were like telling him that he should feel that shame that he's feeling uh, but there's there's definitely you can see different responses between sheriff departments yeah. and uh, different types of departments. There's different characteristics that you'll yeah. like learn as you like uh, do this work over time. Um, I was not happy to hear that Ogden police were pulling in because they're oh, some yeah. of the most corrupt and, and especially and because one of uh, one of an Ogden police officer was killed a couple of weeks ago which has been a big story in Utah and everyone's been like, Oh, and all the police departments have been like mourning this, uh, police officer. And I was like, Oh great. Ogden. Like, I feel like that also gives them extra excuse to be more retaliatory towards the community because they feel like, well, you took one of ours or whatever. So, um, outside of their reputation for being just aggressive and, and racist and shitty, like the fact that that had happened like also we talked about on the la- last episode it's not that common for cops to die in the line of duty so they just had a uh rallying moment directly before this um yeah and uh <clears throat> so in the end like 46 people were arrested uh, and we've been working like we've I've had like people in UAPB have been working all day on bail funds and helping find and locate people um we've been posting having people reach out we want to prioritize like organizers and uh uh people in the most need first and people that we know <coughs> you know we feel like our first responsibility is to those people <coughs> maybe but, just um, say that all again so we can just I mean, I'm fine if you have a cough in there, but you can take it out if you want or just okay. delete everything, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so we felt like our first uh, responsibility is to organizers and to members of our organization with like the bill funds and then to the people in the most need and um, who would like uh, be the most vul- vulnerable in this situation. Uh, and we've been fortunately no organizers were arrested and so we've just been working through the names that we've been given and we haven't been given them all obviously but we're we're working through that 41 people were arrested 46 46 and um from what i could tell that was um I, I I would guess the majority of that was people who were just committed to staying there until the end. Yeah. Uh, when we were watching the live stream from home for the last couple hours, there was people saying like, "No, we're just we're just here until it's done." I think um, so, and I think that, that they that, are going to try to pursue charges for other people that weren't actually arrested, but they have on video uh, or they have footage or evidence of them participating in some of those other acts of vandalism, like. They yeah, say they're going to arrest and charge uh, bow and arrow guy. Have you guys seen any good nicknames for him? So like Kegelis. Uh, well, 
Keglis. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. It was a it was a Hunger Games pun. It was. I'm not gonna remember. Um. Yeah, he he. Uh, like mocking guy. Say they're they're gonna. His bow and arrow Bill or something. No, I I almost don't want to another... make him funny though. You know, because like I feel like that would lower the charges. Like if he had brought a gun and killed multiple protesters, we would not be laughing. And right he's now not allowed to. Have but a also, gun he's just he, had a felony. he is just like the picture of the OK Boomer meme. Yeah, like he is everything you'd expect him it's, to be. It's true. He's very he, mockable. He is I a think, meme, and he's super mockable. He, but he, he feel is people laughing at him. Um, but the danger that he posed, I don't think should be. No, he, gray. He, he, he was gray he hair. was ready to kill people. Yeah, um, he was going to kill absolutely. people. Absolutely, he's um, just shitty at it, and that shouldn't make also, you the, the other moment not from the acceptable from the law. The other moment from the protest that really went viral was the cops knocking over an old man with a cane. Mm-hmm. He was walking mm-hmm. very slowly. Um, they, Along then, the tracks line, and then like immediately realized they were on camera. And uh, like helped him back up to his feet. They need a medic no in reason. the ribs as well, right? They were just pretty, pretty ruthless and merciless. Yeah, near the end there. Yeah, there was. I know there was people uh, saying that they were they were shot with rubber bullets while linking arms with other people. Mm-hmm. Um. So no, uh, no words of arrest on on that guy but i'm sure there's gonna or that that cop that uh pushed the old man down or uh which is the cops who who, uh fired what really are deadly weapons there which are all over we need a better term than uh crowd control or less lethal because they're not uh i've seen some gruesome injuries uh from bean bags and gas canisters and rubber bullets uh posted to social media I don't know. And if like, there was any here, but and then um, um, why? When the crowd is that small, I mean, we saw it, you're some not on the video last anyone. night on the live. Yeah, thing. there was yeah. people with welts. Um, and the rubber bullets with like the holes, like in his mm. like body. Like the guy that was like, I came up and was, uh, you know, had my arms, hands up. I don't have anything on me, and was shot like multiple times with rubber bullets. So. I mean, we definitely would have preferred it to go in a way yeah. that nobody was arrested, nobody was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they the also like released this way. protest or the the curfew. They released the information about the curfew while everyone's at the protest, um, <laughs> like oh, yeah. without like I, I'm sure people's phones are dead. Like people are good about spreading information to each other, uh, but. It was funny because the news kept asking people, like, did you know about the 8 o'clock curfew as it's, like, 8 p.m., you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one girl is just, like, uh, like, most people were, like, oh, yeah, we heard. And they're, like, well, how did you hear? Oh, from a friend, from social media or whatever. Because they were supposed to be making announcements, but they hadn't really. And then they yeah. did, but people couldn't hear them over, like, loudspeakers from the police. But uh, they heard from, like, friends or social media. And one girl, though, was just, like, no oh no what does that mean for all the people out here <laughs> and they're like well like that means like you know like you're you're, you're if you break curfew you could get arrested she's like oh well uh thanks for letting me know and like walks away <laughs> you know it's funny i've always heard like this concept of mob mentality my whole life yeah like i was probably in elementary school yeah the first time i heard that concept and it's like yeah 
like you get a big crowd of people together and it just takes a couple people to start uh being destructive and then all of a sudden there's a switch that goes off in everyone's brain and they they're stop all thinking. animals yeah they stop thinking about what they're doing and uh they stop thinking about consequences and they start, all start behaving in the same way it, it turns out that uh <laughs> uh there is no altered state of consciousness uh that that people go into there's just expressions of legitimate anger. I do think that there is like alter, like not necessarily altered states of there, consciousness. There, there was there was a lot there of factors that went like into people's altered feelings energy and flow. Like people are receptive to the energy around them, and uh, like energy can be directed in a mob like fashion. Like, and I think that's that's solid. But I think people acting out in in like this situation isn't like an example of even like like necessarily mob mentality mentality because people were there for a reason and the news kept asking people and i um like repeatedly like the one question they want to ask is like what good does setting a a car on fire do for your cause or like why what how does graffiti help your cause and and people were pretty solid about this they were like they're like well I don't know if it necessarily helps, but, you know, people are upset. Like, we're here for a reason. We're here for justice. We're here because we want to see an end to police brutality. And so, like, yeah, maybe those actions don't change that. But, like, that's why we're here. And, like, that's what we need to focus on. Uh, And we'll keep doing that until we start valuing human lives above some graffiti. I mean, we would... uh, if that many people came out every time somebody was killed by police, I would take five burned Ugh. buildings if we could get that many people yeah. at that, every protest. I mean, that was—I think that's one of the most overwhelming senses I had yesterday. It was just of like dignity. Yeah, I like, mean, this this should be the response every time police kill. That it should be like every time that somebody is murdered by the police, like people should be like furious right like and that's one of the frustrating things as an organizer when you're um in between like the people and the community generally and then like the individuals most impacted by the murders like families and victims families and friends and stuff and like how real and how relevant their pain is and how it's consistent and like uh they they it's not a grief that you can just get over because it was so unjust, you know, and they go through so much process and so much headache to try to seek justice and like never achieve it. And that it just like, can they continue to grieve um, for so long outside of like other accidents or, you know, causes of death that might be tragic. It's a different type of grief because it's just nobody, you know, like <laughs> they go out and like can't, get justice and they see it happen again to other families and to other people and uh it's a repeating cycle uh there's no other industrialized country where this happens this often yeah like um there was really there was nothing uh exceptional um about the story of george floyd um i mean it was on camera and it yeah. was it was it was immediately publicized broadly is i think like yeah. the main exceptional but thing the, is I mean, just happens, that somebody recorded it personally this happens a thousand and, times a year yeah. like this happens every 8 hours um and 
Like I've, I've been having a lot of arguments uh, over the past day over this, and it yeah. seems like people don't realize it. That they, they think that that saying that like thousands of people are dead is a crazy exaggeration, just because you know they heard about this and they you know maybe heard about uh, some of the uh, one or two of the high profile high profile cases last year or maybe yeah. the year before, or maybe the year before. And for a lot of people, it's probably not something they want to focus on, and they can't recount to you more than a handful of victims that they've heard of. Yeah, they don't realize that this is actually going on every day, three times a day. Yeah, statistically, and um, there there are countries where the police are disarmed. It, it even still even like imperialist capitalist countries where. Uh, the, Where the less than a system. dozen people are killed by police a year. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I think it was Iceland like killed their first person ever in like 2012, and there was a day of national mourning, and this was a guy who had like taken hostages and was firing at police officers. But even in like the UK and throughout Europe, like it's not common for police to yeah, just in be the killing dozens. people. Yeah. Whereas here, it's in the hundreds and thousands. Um, like, I think there was one year, like, I think 2014, like, the UK, like, it was, like, two people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's minimal, like, compar- comparatively. Mm-hmm. And that's not Even to say Even adjusting that, for that, population. And that is not to say the UK police are not bastards. Yeah, Because, no. I mean, they're still carrying out Absolutely evictions. Not. It's a capitalist country. They're still carrying out evictions. They're still harassing homeless people. Um, they're still making life miserable for all the poor and working and, and nationally oppressed people. Um, but they don't have guns. That would be a nice reform <laughs> in, in the course of uh, building a just world. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's uh, th- there's so many countries who um, are in many ways are as as brutal as as the uh, social system of the United States. But um, when it comes to uh, the issue of police brutality and police killings, uh, nobody can touch the United States. Yeah. Um, According to Washington Post, the police shot and killed nearly 1,000 people in 2017. Yeah, I think that's a low number, too. I mean, well, like, that, that's from gathering uh, news stories. Because yeah. if it doesn't make the news, there's also no central place for police departments to report it to. Or people like lying, like the compound bow guy came out yeah. and was like, people just attacked me because I was saying all lives matter. And that's straight up what they went through the news cycle with. And then they saw the video and were like, wait a second, maybe we should not have talked to this guy. There's, since since anyone tried to keep track of this number in... Uh, starting in like 2014. There's been more than um, a thousand every year. Yeah. Um, sometimes like just barely below a thousand, sometimes uh, 1,200 or more. I don't know um, if there has been a year below a thousand. I guess like I don't know. I was looking at Post, I was looking at a certain count today and looked like there was a couple years where it was just below a thousand. But but uh, sometimes it's 1,200 or. But again, these are just like gathering news stories because no agency. Not the FBI, not yeah. anyone requires these numbers to be um, gathered. Yeah. Which is incredible Still, because if you shoot your gun as a police officer, you're supposed to have all that paperwork turned yeah. in. So it's they just, have they all the paperwork. They just don't turn yeah, it into any other... Yeah, they just don't report it to a central agency. Agency. Uh, yeah, and I, I guess like we probably should wrap up soon. Yeah. But we just wanted to recap like the events of the weekend. Uh, it's been a lot today. Like we've just rested and kind of processed. I've been busy messaging and figuring stuff out. But uh, 
It's not something we ever thought we'd see in Salt Lake City. Uh, we have to figure out where we're going to go from here. And uh, we just felt like it was important to kind of like talk about our experience here. I know that's something going on um, everywhere throughout the U.S. Like uh, even with my police scanner app, I kept getting like pop-ups of like all the cities that are dealing with like fires and protests and looters and all the things going on from uh, Greenville. Yeah, we have a lot of friends doing this work across the Columbus, country. like um, L.A., we, Oakland, we Portland, have a, we Chicago. Have a lot of, we have a lot of friends in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. And, um, Obviously. They, they have been having something like that is much bigger than what we witnessed yesterday every day for, I think, four days, maybe going on five. I mean, it's been like five days. It was um, Monday. From Monday. Monday. So, well, I mean, it'll be a full week in an hour or so. Um, so we want to talk to them, but uh, obviously they are busy. Yeah. Hopefully we can find a time to talk to them in the next week. Otherwise, I think we're going to be reaching out to friends across the country who are experiencing similar things and, and getting their thoughts on the current moment. Um, also, maybe we'll do a the fun podcast I was planning on yeah. uh, in the middle of the week and get that out. Hopefully I get time to, to edit this down uh, in the next day or two. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't checked the numbers. I don't know if we uh, uh, have any uh, listeners outside of our circle <laughs> friends. Uh, we plan to do this for uh, a, a while before we figure out what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Uh, but if you are listening and... Uh, and Hopefully we'll get better. Practice makes perfect. You don't right? happen to be an, an immediate friend. Uh, uh, or if you are, uh, send us an email. <laughs> Tell us what's going on. Uh, whether you're seeing uh, a protest or uprisings near you, and uh, and what you've experienced, and uh, and what your thoughts on on the current moment are, maybe we'll call you up and have us on, have uh, you on the podcast. Uh, our email is approximatek at gmail com. So yeah, email us there. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Approximate Knowledge SLC, Instagram, Approximate Knowledge SLC, and uh, hopefully. We'll hear from someone. <laughs> I should have given us the exit music. Oh, I guess, yeah. You might as well. So, in summary, ACAP, FTP, Fuck 12. Fuck 12. And uh, community control now. Free them all and the bell system. You need your Cops and clan go hand in hand. Wash your hands, wear a mask. 40% of police. 40% of police. 40% of police. Look it up. All right. Bye. Bye.